3: And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Once again, thanks to all the friendos last night for hanging out with us for our Backlash 2022 review. Watch along Etc. Etc. Had a good time. We did. The review is now live. It's available right now over at our YouTube channel. It's available wherever audio podcasts can be found. And if you're a true friendo, if you if you got that podcast app, you leave us a review, a comment, or a rating. All three of them, maybe, and uh, and it really helps boost up boost us up in the rankings. You got there, that right. You're you got watching that right. this. Do us a big favor, man. Hit that thumbs up. Oh, yeah. If you don't like anything we had to say, you can take the thumb up, thumb, thumbs up away. But in the meantime, you give us a thumbs up. You don't have to worry about it again. Exactly. Exactly. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. Yes. So uh, we just finished
4: Backlash yesterday. Correct. Uh, we don't have another pay-per-view watch-along until Double or Nothing on May 29th. Correct. Um, and with uh, pay-per-views comes prediction points. Got a tight one this month so far. I like it this way,
3: man. I I like it. I I like. I like the three uh, uh, event affair. Mm -hmm. WWE, AEW, and then uh, and then a wild card. Or yeah, I guess Impact. Um, You know, I don't want to take away the enforcer's bread and butter with New Japan uh but you know when we have these crazy pay-per-views what like what put you ahead so far last month going into um the last of, into triple i Mania? think it was i think it was impact i did really well at the impact show it was impact yeah impact i had beating yeah.
4: Jonah, so on and so forth so yeah. uh quick update on prediction scores memory served you and i are tied at 42.
3: i was so close to going with the bloodline I was so close to going with the. Yeah, I consider it
4: too, especially after the go home math on SmackDown. We'll get to that later. And Everything the enforcer said, yeah. has forty. Still anybody's game hitting heading into uh, double or nothing. Of course the prize, right there. It's been sitting on my my uh, shelf
3: back here for the last three months. I don't intend on it going anywhere.
4: But if it does, of course, you know, hey, so
3: be it. It's been a good run. I'm already kind of out of it to be honest with you, because as you know, Larson. As again, we've got this is all documented. Over at Friendo Club TV, uh, I'm not even doing my own predictions. Steve Quill, my clone that I brought in from an alternate universe, he did mine. I mean, I'm surprised that he even knows I mean, how to he's write. Doing because better than done the last grunt.
4: couple months. So hats off, right? To Steve Quill.
3: I know. So the strategy works out. He gets big red dunk, hammer to the head. I take it from him. Nobody knows. I bury him in my back.
4: Well, I mean, people do know that he won because you said it in video and it's up on our on Friendo Club TV right now. By the way, go subscribe to our. Second channel for Club TV. It's our variety channels. It's all sorts of random stuff. Whatever we want to do, we just put up there. Short form stuff usually.
3: Yeah, it's good stuff. It's all good though. That's the thing. Today we've got new My GM with me and the Enforcer. Mm -hmm. The debut of Higglesby right now. It's it's killing it. It's 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 at uh the the tenth most popular video we've published out of the last ten. Ten out of ten. That's perfect. Right, It's 10 out of 10. It's perfect. So yeah, Double or Nothing, May 29th. Next time we do a stream, Yes. uh, who knows what that means for next weekend. Coming up May 21st, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in the L.A. area visiting the Enforcer, and we're going to go check out L.A. Fights. So if you're in the SoCal area, head on over to Los Angeles and check out L.A. Fights at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. It's at 2 p.m., It's a matinee Matinee. uh, on May 21st. We're going to be hanging out. Come say hi to me and the enforcer. Should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, the poll is now open for The Numbers Don't Lie. Terry Funk this week Mm -hmm. is going to be uh, be the subject of The Numbers Don't Lie. Of course, that's one of our exclusive bonus episodes you can check out every week here at Going In Raw via the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson or being a Twitch sub. Or uh, being a YouTube channel member, just click join, and then you can check that out live or on demand. And mm-hmm. it's also in the audio realm if you're listening to, this, to us in the audio realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be sure to vote on the numbers for Terry Funk. Yes. All right, man. Let's, let's dive into the news. We've got a yeah. bunch of news. We've got a bunch of reviews to talk about. got some uh, questions to answer. We do, we do. Let's,
4: let's get right into this. So uh, something interesting happened over the weekend. I got people talking. The rumor mill. Uh, a-going. So following the main event at the WB house show in Trenton, New Jersey this past Saturday, Roman Reigns dropped a promo, seemed to indicate that there might be some sort of change with the status within WB in the near future. This is what the Tribal Chief had to say, and these transcripts come to you from Fightful. Quote, I've been around for a minute, me and the Shield, we started in 2012, We've been running the business for almost a decade, so it's been very fortunate. We were in Uniondale last night, and now we made a, our trail back here now we head to Providence for five hours. Man, I can't tell you that this can be a grueling schedule. Everybody back there, they bust their butts to do what we do, but we wouldn't be able to do it without you. You give us the energy to allow us to kick out every single night to put our bodies through this struggle and do this thing. I think it goes without saying the WWE Universe is the best fan base in the world of entertainment. I would say the friend might might be better. Um, uh, he continues, I've been here many times uh, for the last 10 years now, and I'm starting to work in a new phase of my career. And I honestly mm. don't know if I'll ever be back here again. Whoa. But hey, if that's the case, I want to thank, say thank you for all these years, for all the support, and for y'all showing up to see us do what we do. We appreciate y'all. want y'all to get home safely. Thank you and have a good night. So, of course, talking about not being back in Trenton, New Jersey, new phase of career. I got people talking, speculating are uh, on social media is about what's next. Is this time at WB coming to an end? Is he going to Hollywood? Oh yeah, to pursue an acting career. So on Sunday, the following day, Feithel Select, go subscribe to Feithel Select, had a report about the possibility of Roman moving on from uh, uh, from working full time at WB. And there were sources in the company stated that Roman would the set was set to be heavily featured creatively for the foreseeable future. It wasn't expected to leave quote anytime soon. One source mentioned that Roman could be referencing a point in time where he'll just work fewer house shows. And then uh, on the latest Wrestling Observer radio, Dave Melser uh, says, Yeah, this new phase just pretty much involves Roman working fewer house shows. Well, yeah. Fewer dates.
3: This bit was sort of the more concrete, more definitive sort of reason, the real yes. reason, if you will. Yes which is why we're totally comfortable putting that in the title of the show. The real reason why Roman Reigns is sort of teasing retirement, because he did this on social media as well. On a video this morning. On a video this morning in his gym, you know, the tribal chief. Um, But, yeah, here's what Dave had to say about uh, a new contract. He says uh, it's not it for him, but the situation is that he got a new deal, and the new deal is for far less dates. I don't know how many house shows he's going to be doing, but it will be much less than the number that he's doing now. It's one of the perks of being there for a while and being valuable there is you can kind of call certain shots, and he's got the power to maintain the championship and work fewer dates like Lesnar had and Hogan used to have. So he's going to be this new phase in his life. He's got young kids and everything like that. You know, he's in his mid to late 30. I mean, I'm sure we can nail down his... His year, his age, yeah. Dave says. Yeah. He's said, like <laughs> he has some nebulous age from mid to late thirties. He says probably wants to preserve his body a little bit more. Let's say he's thirty-six. He's thirty-six. Okay, there you go. Um, so there you go. We can confirm here wrestling what it, wrestling mature could not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean thirty-six years old, he wants yeah. to take care of his body, he's yep. got kids, yep. and he's got the stroke, he's got you know, he he, he went through the leukemia scare. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, he probably does want to explore other opportunities, but at the same time, Brock Lesnar did it for years mm-hmm. as champion, the Lesnar schedule where he would just sort of be around for the big events. I think Romans wrestled like on TV, oh, a, a just a handful of times. Time. I want to say last yeah. night was like number four for him, yeah. um, on TV. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, when now that they're de-emphasizing house shows because mm-hmm. that ended up being a money loser, mm-hmm. all the money is in media. Yep, content. Uh, you know, yeah, like that's that's where they're gonna need Roman if they mm-hmm. can get him eight times a year. You know, plus some TV, I guess. Well, yeah, I would. I would
4: imagine if he's he's rolling back on the number of dates he's working, it's probably just predominantly, if not exclusively, house shows. I still would expect him to be on TV nearly every week. Still, as long as he's championed wrestling at nearly every pay per view, you know, it, you know, he, he'll work
3: the major house shows. I'm sure he'll do the Madison Square Garden one. Uh, the I one mean, right after, after, after WrestleMania, goes, he wasn't even on TV, yeah. and he's got the bloodline. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to be gone for months at a time. Mm-hmm. I just think that yeah, I mean he's talking about this he got a new deal. Who knows how many dates it's for. Mm-hmm. But uh but I don't know. I mean let's let's sort of pivot to this. He got a new deal. Brock did it as as the biggest champion, but even during Brock's time as sort of Brock champion they had they they didn't get the secondary title until summer of 2016. Yeah, that's
4: when the universal championship. So it was about a 3
3: year period. Yeah,
4: Brock came back in 2012, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um So I mean, they've done it with with just one title with the with a Brock schedule. Mm-hmm. Um but then when they did the brand split, which is, still exists, um they 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 had the secondary they had another the, the other title. Mm-hmm. I don't know, does this does this does this new deal does this say anything to you or last night's events in terms of like are they going to split those titles up? Like what's going to happen with that?
4: Uh, it's hard to, to see this news or anything we've seen since WrestleMania. It's hard to make a determination either way, I would think, because they haven't given there's been no inclination from the creative standpoint about what their plans are because I doubt they even know what their plans are. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you can try to, 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 to look and what's going on to, to see if... I mean, at this point, with the main event scene on SmackDown being Roman and pretty much Drew McIntyre, if they can have Roman defend both titles against Raw competitors, because where the main event scene is actually preloaded, mm-hmm, yeah. and then on the side tell some stories with Drew to eventually lead to their showdown, whether it be at uh, Clash of the Castle... Earlier in the summer, later in the fall. Cool. Um, that might be the way to go because the main event scene in SmackDown is pretty depleted uh, unless they bring some people over. So, you know, if, if Roman has his feud with Drew, the summer ends at SummerSlam, for example. On the SmackDown side of things, what's next for Roman?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Short of, yeah.
4: Of, of, of moves
3: in the draft or trades or something like that. So well, yeah, the draft would be would be a big deal. I mean, right now on Raw, it's kind of interesting in that, you know, the United States title, it's not it's not like they've elevated that. I mean, they put it on theory who I know they want to be a big deal, but it's like you actually have with the major players, you've got stuff going on. Seth and, and Cody is in a pretty decent mm-hmm. feud that will probably keep going mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with titles and doesn't need titles. Edge right now doesn't need a title, and he's locked up with AJ Priest and Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of those players are sort of locked up in stories that don't need titles, and that's that's to the uh, you know credit to WWE Creative for doing that because yeah. you know often if you're not in a title scene, you're kind of just sort of you know lost in the shuffle. So they've actually been managing their roster on Raw pretty decently, yeah. and they don't need to elevate the U.S. title to make it a thing. Well, that being but said, eventually that's going to run its course. It'd be cool if
4: they did, and also with that, they need to elevate the Intercontinental title. Uh, people mentioned it a lot in chat yesterday. Hey man, hasn't they've been, fed been on pay per since- view more than a year,
3: <laughs> right? And it hasn't been missed. <laughs> well,
4: I'd argue get, uh, to the contrary, but nonetheless, you know, if you have two strong mid card titles that. In the absence, in the case of Raw, most weeks, you don't have a top champion.
3: I just wonder, you know what, man? I I wonder, this is pure speculation, I wonder if the philosophy is we don't want to elevate those titles to make the main titles even more special. And it's not one that I agree with, but it wouldn't Mm -hmm. shock me if that was a philosophy that they've adopted. Like, oh, no, those titles don't matter because we've got the Roman titles. Yeah, no, I mean. Wouldn't shock me at all.
4: Titles should matter, period. Yeah. They should, no, they should they should. They yeah. should matter.
3: Everybody wants to yeah, challenge and fight for
4: titles, then. so you should make them matter.
3: Yeah. But it's WWE kind of doesn't matter what we think. think. No, I guess it's not. Um who knows? Yeah. But uh but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, look, this is it's good for Roman. That's awesome. He does he does feel like a bigger deal these days, not just because of those titles, but because when you keep when you have a good, you know, a, a good line between he doesn't wrestle all the time, and we do get to see him quite a bit. Sometimes just the specter of Roman Reigns, sometimes Roman just hanging out backstage mm-hmm. is enough to be like, oh, man, he's a big deal, you yeah. know? Yeah, totally. Uh, so they've actually booked him pretty well in that respect. They have. They and have. and the crowd crowd loves Roman.
4: I mean, he's turning the corner on being heel that everybody loves to boo, to heel who, who, whose work is greatly appreciated by the crowd. And the next step People in that buy is into him. Yeah. his face turn.
3: Yeah. People want to acknowledge him, and yeah, like you said, next up is face turn. I'm really curious what the original plans. Remember how we heard all the like that what, he was supposed to be very long, yeah, yeah, and like the heel run was not supposed to be very long. They were going to turn him face much quicker, and yeah. they just realized maybe they have a good thing going. And yeah. hey, let's let's do this long term yeah. booking that everybody always
4: I guess bitches about us not doing. You got something that's working and people are into. You, you roll with it and, and, and pivot when you when you when it feels right. I guess.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah, um, we're going to talk in a little bit about uh how this could affect a huge title opportunity in money in the bank and a potential clue as to a direction change yes for that in just a moment
1: the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly
3: All right, you want to talk money of the bank now? I like this. Somebody said Steve looks like Roddy Piper and uh, they live. The c- great thing about Stonebreakers, man, is that you can see who's an alien and who isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that is not not part of the description. It's not true as far as I know. As far as you know. <laughs> you have to have these specially outfitted. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Let's talk let's talk money of the bank. So during last night's
4: backlash premium live event. Get used to calling them those instead of pay-per-views. WWE ran a video package to hype this year's made the Bank. Even though right here I wrote pay-per-view instead of premium live event. Oh, no. And this video package was hosted by none other than the American uh, Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Oh, man, he's everywhere these days. He is. So during this video package, Cody mentioned that the winner of this year's men's and women's briefcases would, quote, win the chance to main event WrestleMania, of course. That honor typically goes to the winners of the Royal Rumble. You win the Rumble. You get to pick uh, whatever title you want to challenge for at WrestleMania, and they typically say, hey, I'm going to main event WrestleMania against this champion. So, have the WWE actually changed the stipulation with the Money in the Bank briefcase where you win the briefcase, you call your shot at Mania, and then if you win the Rumble, it's the other champ or something else? Or is this just their way to hype up the pay-per-view and making it seem like a more important deal since it's making its huge stadium de- debut? Or should someone just mess up running
3: this script? So I'm going to eliminate that last part because I kind of refuse to believe they got through filming this whole thing. It cleared everybody. Not saying that that's out of the question. I'm glad you added that as, as because that needs to be addressed. Somebody just fucked up. No, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's Wouldn't the case either. would no. shock me if it was, but... So I'd here's the thing. Surprised. Here's the thing. I
4: would think it's option B. It's just the way to hype up the show because... Uh, you know they were they were hyping up backlash as hey we're going to have a tag title unification bout. They were advertising mm-hmm. that match and apparently according to Dave Meltzer that was never the plan to begin with. They actually hold that yeah. match. Yeah. It was to lead to the six man tag. So if the idea is they want to uh, add some importance to the money the bank show since it's the first one in the huge stadium, they want people to show up. Um, they want the briefcase to feel more important, which to be fair briefcase hasn't carried a lot of importance with it of late because creatively WB has bungled the implementation and execution of of briefcase storylines of late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you say hey we're going to bypass the surprise cash-in at least in terms of the advertising of the show hey guess what you get to call your shot at Mania with this briefcase which in my mind if they do it is cool because I feel like that's something someone should have done uh uh Recently, I think the last person to do that was Mr. Kennedy in like 2006 when he won Money of the Bank or Seven, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. When he won yeah. it and he says, I want a main event WrestleMania by winning this. Since then, no one has done that.
3: Yeah. Like, I think Drew hinted at it or something. But uh, like if, if he were to win it. Um, I feel like you're probably right. Like, I think it's not as eloquent or poetic to say, you know, one male, because Cody says something like, one male and female superstar get their opportunity to wait for an opponent to be beat up severely and then cash in on them opportunistically. That doesn't sound cool. It doesn't. Even though it's, in my opinion, could usually pretty damn cool when that does happen. Now, yeah, I, I am not a fan of how they did Big E last year. That sucked. Him just tweeting out, I'm gonna cash in tonight. And then he did that. That was dumb. I hated that yeah, so I much. Like and then his either. rain sucked and he deserved so much better. Yep. yep. Um to be honest with you, it's kind of why you put it on a bad guy anyways, because that's just you know, Seth Rollins is the is the, the big example. To cash
4: in fits the heel more so than the face. Absolutely. Yeah. And
3: maybe they look at that. Maybe they're like, hey, what's the best cash in of all time? it's arguably seth rollins i mean you can make the case perhaps for the first one i thought that was like you know the yeah yeah innovative Edgy, yeah. but honestly like on the biggest stage seth rollins doing it that's gotta be the best cash in of all time oh yeah, oh, yeah. and and it, it was at wrestlemania it was a huge wrestlemania moment um and it's a it's a big selling point it is it so is. yeah i mean but yeah it is weird that they would do that and, and honestly it would not surprise me if they did announce this year that the stipulation has changed and you get, because here's the other thing, everything at WrestleMania is a main event, according to WWE, that not according true. to us, according to WWE. That is true. Everybody was main eventing this I know, year. I know. Like it was even more than it usually is mm-hmm. where like, you know, uh, Seth Rollins was claiming that he needs a uh, Vince McMahon. was like, you need a main you event. You need your own main event. Okay. So now we're just redefining what a main event of yeah, WrestleMania no, is. And there's like no idiots. undercard in WrestleMania anymore. Right. So if there's a big, if there's some sort of stipulation, a big thing happening in WrestleMania, that's just a main event. Yeah, I think so. Know. I think so. Um, as far
4: as how this is going to happen this year, I have a theory, and I think I may have t- may have talked about it back when Cody did that opening promo. So it's been confirmed. I think someone mentioned it then. has been confirmed. WWE is having a a, a Raw taping at Madison Square Garden, like right before Money in the Bank, I believe. Mm-hmm. Cody challenges Roman to a title match mm-hmm. at that that Raw wins, but by countout, just like his dad did mm-hmm. oh, at Madison yeah. Square Garden. So he wins oh, the match, doesn't get the title. Mm-hmm. He, he he gets in the Money in the Bank ladder match. He wins that. Then he calls a shot. If I can't mm-hmm. do it at Madison Square Garden, I got to do the next largest platform, the grandest Stage of the Mall WrestleMania.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody asked this yesterday, man. If somebody wins Money in the Bank, do they get to challenge for both the Roman's titles? It's traditionally been pick one. Yeah. But nobody's, they've never done it when somebody's, I mean, that's around the people.
4: way of getting around. You don't have to, 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 to create a new title then. You have Roman yeah, right. carry those titles to Mania. And if someone cashes in, he's, and Cody says, I want the WB title because that's the lineage title. hmm. Then that's what it is.
3: <laughs> Therein might lie some evidence that they're not that he is gonna drop one of them. The fact that he hasn't actually like melded them together, that he hasn't raw gated them mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. into one unified title. Mm-hmm. He's still just carrying around both those things. So I, I suspect that yeah, wouldn't shock me at all if Cody, but still the idea of Roman actually losing the anything to anybody at this point is kind of like, I'll believe it when I see oh, totally, it, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. I wonder if they're trying to like lock down the rock before they figure out the money in the bank stuff.
4: That's entirely possible because I mean, I guess it's it's in theory Cody could win at could win the briefcase and say, "Oh, I want to I want to cash in main event of SummerSlam or something like
3: that." Mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how all that all that works out. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. Impact under siege with this pack past weekend. I think I watched most of it. You said you haven't actually seen it. I did that.
4: not get a chance. I was uh, surprisingly, unusually busy this weekend, so I did not get mm. to sit, a, sit have a chance to sit down and watch. Uh, there were some changes made to the card right beforehand, so we had to kind of scramble in terms of our predictions to get those uh, in line to yeah. what the card actually was. My goodness. Um, I heard nothing but great things about the show, though. Everybody's saying that it was a, a, it was tons of fun. Tons of
3: fun. Um, yeah, everything that I saw was really good. I didn't watch. What did I watch? I saw uh, all of uh, Sabin versus Macklin. Sort of surprising that Macklin lost, but then if you realize that his contract is coming up next month, and he's uh, uh, he's really interested in working with New Japan, mm-hmm. um, it probably you know it, it may be some evidence that he's not going to be sticking around. Maybe he's interested in going to New Japan and doing some stuff there. Um, I did watch... I watched Taya Valkyrie. So Saban beat Macklin earlier in the show. We'll just go over the results here. Heath and Rhino defeated Shara and Raj Singh. Uh, Rich Swan in a really terrific triple threat match. This was one of them that was altered. It was supposed to be Rich Swan versus Laredo Kid. They threw Mike Bailey in there because Speedball was supposed to have a match against Alex Shelley. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Rich Swan picked up the win there. I know he had you know, signaled that he had wanted to go after that digital media title yeah. that Matt Cardona has, so yep. we'll probably see that coming up soon. Uh, Giselle Shaw ended up getting the win over Madison Rain, uh to kick off the show. Then we had Sabin beating Steve Macklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taya Valkyrie got the win on Deanna Perazzo. and at the end of that match, we had Mia Yim showing up yeah. uh, in Impact, which was pretty great. She had a really great big deal entrance mm-hmm. according to fightful select mia yim is there for six months at this point mm-hmm. although she is open to working with them beyond that time uh so that's really cool to see her uh in impact she uh uh went after or, i'm sorry diana perazzo kind of went after her mm-hmm. after that match and then uh when diana tried to uh to, to beat up taya a little bit more mia Yim stepped in and said uh-uh. so uh that should be a, a good first match there Yeah. Yeah. Diana and Mia Yim. Uh, we had a really terrific X Division match. This one I did watch. I watched it this morning. Ace Austin beat Trey Miguel just with a just spectacular match, man. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was really good. I can't wait to see Ace Austin in the best of the Super yeah, Juniors this year. I know. I know. It's going to be incredible. Shockingly, Larson. Yeah. Shockingly. This was a mess of a match because it's like 10 people. Yeah. Honor No More versus Bullet Club. Just a, It was a lot of fun. But it was just everybody going everywhere. Carl Anderson doing what he loves to do, eat pins. Eating pins, yeah. yeah he loves to beat up John Cena, but he also eat, loves to eat pins. Eat pins, like peaches. Yeah, I was really um, surprised
4: because you know, just at Wrestling Dontaku, it was like, hey, Bullet Club, it's the thing again now. You know, that's kind of the vibe I got coming out of Wrestling Dontaku, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, part of that then seems to be, well, they're not going to lose an Impact because it's not like Honor Nobor has been booked as like a winning
3: faction by stretching no, the imagination. But I also kind of wonder. It does kind of feel like Bullet Club Impact. Even though it's got Jay White, the le- you know, leader even in New Japan. It just feels like yeah, you know, what, New Japan's probably just like, you know what? Just protect us a bit and do what you want. Yeah. Because Bullet Club's gotten a lot of wins in Impact. They have. They've gotten a lot of wins there. So they could probably stand to eat some losses, I guess. Um, as as a as a make good, perhaps. Yeah, I was surprised about this, but also in the back of my head, I was like, I don't know, Moore has to win something. Last thing they, last big thing they won was Eddie Edwards beating uh Rich Swan, no uh Chris Bay in the pre show yeah. last month, yeah, which was only a couple weeks ago. Yeah,
4: yeah, no. Well, yeah. then like uh uh Taven and Bennett got eliminated from the the tag challenge by Heath and Rhino
3: last yeah, month too.
4: So when I saw they that, they gotta I was like, get okay, some. Well, I mean, PCL is like
3: their breakout guy.
4: Yeah, I know. He's, no, he's, he's like winning. the strongest member of uh, Honor No More.
3: Yeah. So Honor uh, No More ends up. But this this match was such a mess that it really it didn't look bad for Bullet Club. It's gotcha. not like Jay White was eating the pin here. Oh, yeah. The way they booked it, like everybody was doing moves on the outside. And then I, I don't even know who it was. Two of the Honor No More guys snuck in and, uh, and laid out Carl Anderson with their finish. And everybody was already laid out. Gotcha. Uh, we had Tasha Steeles beating Havoc. I saw this was a really fun match. Uh, Tasha Steeles doing her best just to get Havoc off her feet. Havoc with the strength advantage, of course. Tasha Steeles end up getting the win with uh, with her move. I think it's called Blackout. And, uh, uh, yeah, she took it. It was great. It's like sort of a crucifix bomb. Yeah, yeah. And she hit that on Jessica Havoc. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was something else to see somebody, you know, m- with a much bigger size. Take that move. It was it was a good match, though. Uh, we had the Briscoes, of course, becoming new Impact Tag Team Champions, beating Violent by Design. Smart move on Impact, putting those titles on the mm-hmm. Briscoes. This was a really fun match. I don't know why in kayfabe Violent by Design would not have had Joe Doring be part of the actual team. Yeah, that's interesting. He was just on the outside doing stuff, but like. Every every match he's in as tag champion, it's they like win. win. Yeah. You know, put know. put the, the Diener guy in there and he ain't gonna win nothing. Yeah, maybe not. Um and then we had the main event, Josh Alexander versus Tommy Hero. Ishii. Uh from what I understand, I've seen all the clips from it. I yeah, haven't yeah. watched the, the full match. Yeah, everybody says But awesome. Uh, awesome. Really, really good stuff. Uh and uh and yeah, looks like he is gonna be sticking around a little bit longer. I think I saw the, oh, I this the coming. T V tapings. Yeah, I think he's got like some sort of tag match on the gotcha, horizon gotcha. or something So I think like that. next
4: the next pay-per-view is June Slam Anniversary. Oh, is
3: next, that what it is? Okay. 19th maybe? Is that what it is? All right. Okay.
4: It might be it might be June 19th.
3: All right. I'll double
4: check cool. on the date. So that'd be next and that's you know, that's that's like they're the WrestleMania, at least Summer Slam. So that's a huge deal.
3: Mm-hmm. that's a big deal, yeah. It's a huge yeah, deal. Yeah, they sort of have they sort of yeah, this is the one they build like they have, like video packages going back a month mm-hmm. with like because uh, remember last month they were teasing like or last year they were teasing like oh, oh yeah, yeah so yeah, much yeah, yeah, forbidden yeah. door stuff. They had like Samoa Joe in there. They had yeah. like people completely under contract yeah, I know. with a million other places. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah, but no, it's great to see it's great to see, you know, they're they're drawing a bit of a bigger crowd. The crowds mm-hmm. are really into it, they're very enthusiastic. So it's good, it's good for impact. It is, it is,
4: good, it is for good for impact for to see them in front of crowds and enthusiastic crowds at That's that. That's
3: right. And then uh, uh, Dabbing with Dan here in chat uh, reminded us as well. Uh, Callahan came back. Sammy yes. Callahan came back to confront Moose. Yes. Um, so Callahan was the guy behind all those, those cool video packages. EVG, EG, ECV, whatever, whatever it was. It was. They were they were,
4: they were they were quality video packages. Oh,
3: that song. Was they great. were very well done. The song they were great. very well done. Uh, we're going to review AEW Rampage, and we're going to go back in time before Backlash to SmackDown.
0: Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
3: All right, man. AEW Rampage. Dab E smackdown. Yeah. Let's talk about these Friday shows. Sure, sure. Uh, I thought Rampage was
4: pretty fun. Um, the, The opening tag bout. Was an absolute blast. Uh, uh, Britt and Jamie Hader taking on Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. They gave it time. They let uh, these women show what they can do in the ring, and it delivered. Yeah, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. I thought the 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 Yuka Sakazaki riho match was also a lot of fun. I thought that was great. Again, give them time and let them show what they can do. They delivered. I mean, this Holy. Is-
3: Uh, Oh, shit. I didn't even realize we had two women's matches in this. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow, look at that. I know. I wish this would happen more
4: often. Two women's matches during the course of a show. And and give them time. Because people were into both these matches. The fans were both into both these matches. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It was great. Uh, uh, Otherwise, uh, fun enough show. I enjoyed it for the most part.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of the boilerplate answer for Rampage. It's a good show, fun stuff, nothing happens. But there was some good wrestling. Um, let's see here. There was this bit here. Uh, I like this. This is going to be interesting. Uh, Lambert, sort of going back to Heel, being... Heel Dan, yeah. Heel Dan. But then Scorpio Sky is like, um, no, that title that's around your waist, Dan, Daniel, it needs to be in the trophy case in America, top two. Where, team, it's supposed where to be I've right. asked it to be in the first place, so he's sort of laying down the law because Kazarian comes out and they're talking shit to him, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. Listen, Frankie, you get your shit." And I hope they, I hope this isn't like a ruse for him to like cheat against Kazarian. Yeah, I hope not. Because Sky's like, "I'm going to be a fighting champion." I think it's much more interesting if he has sort of turned that you know corner into, "Hey." I'm going to be a straight-up dude mm-hmm. and 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 be a fighting champion. And, you know, I'd much rather him split off from this shit. If anything, it'd be interesting
4: thing. to see Kazarian swerve Scorpio Sky. Oh, no. And join up with American Top Team.
3: Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, cause Kazarian Ooh.
4: did come out, you know, wearing all black. You know, if mm-hmm. you go by uh, uh, movie tropes. Well, wrestling tropes, wrestling too. Wrestling tropes, too. Entertainment tropes. Yeah. Yeah. Either that's 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 that that mean that 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 tells you you know that's bad guy or soon to be bad guy, you know? Yeah, yeah,
3: bad news right
4: there. Like in in the cowboy movies, the cowboys wearing the black hat, bad guy.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, no fun stuff. So it kicked off with that tag match, like you said, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm, all sorts of implications for the Owen Foundation tournament mm-hmm. here. Got to make sure to get that foundation in there because they, they, they do that. You, just, you can't just call it the Owen man. You got to call it the Owen Foundation Tournament. Yes. Anyways, uh, Tony gets the to roll up on Brett here for the win. It was good stuff, though. It was one of those matches. Just go watch the match. It was good stuff.
4: Yeah, it was a really fun match. Really fun. Really fun. Mm-hmm. There was a couple sequences, especially towards the end, that were, that were awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Then we go to commentary, and then Excalibur's like, Hey, uh, someone's calling in, and it's Eddie Kingston.
3: We got, it, we got it. We're going to put you on speakerphone so you just see Chris Jericho listening to Kingston. Yeah. And he says, uh, This is good stuff. Even over the phone, Kingston's dropping great promos. He says, Jericho, I came home after the fireball to my face. It's my wife of 20 years, she's always been able to put me back together. But when I walked in the door, she cried, Jericho. This is no longer about pro wrestling. This is all about me making you feel the fear and pain my wife went through. I'm gonna hurt you real bad, Jericho, and it's all gonna be for my wifey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I, I want to have. She needs to come to ringside. You know, with with uh, Kingston, his, his head's all gonna be wrapped up because of that vicious
4: fireball. Yeah, that fireball, yeah. <laughs> Jericho did a decent job. Like at the beginning, he's laughing it off, and by the end, he is yeah. he's basically crapping his pants.
3: He's shitting himself. Yeah, he is. he's
4: he is not happy about his this. pants. And we got Tony Nice, uh, Mark Sterling promo, and Tony Nice is like, "What do I gotta to do to get on this show?" He mm-hmm. says, I guess I don't know the right people. So Mark Stilling says, Well, you do now. And he's talk, talking about challenging someone who's undefeated at AEW to a match. You're thinking, Oh, it's going to be Hook. It's going to be Hook. No. Neese says next week in my hometown, I'm going to give
3: Danhausen his first loss
4: in AEW.
3: Is it going to be Danhausen's first match in AEW? I think so. That's cool. So, speaking of which, we had sort of leading into that, we had Hook versus JD Drake after this. Uh, Hook makes fairly quick yes. work of JD Drake. He reverses a DD two into a red rum, and uh, Drake taps. So that brings Danhausen out. He says, uh, "He says I don't know uh, if uh, if Hook was watching before, but Tony Nee challenged me to a match, and he's going to have uh, that. I forget what he called Sterling. He said it was something it funny was
4: though. Mean. I forget what it was.
3: Yeah. He says he's going to have Sterling, S- Sterling, or something like that. He says he's going to have him in his corner. But uh, he says, "So I have a proposal for you, Hook, and it's Hook's birthday, by the way." Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, the crowd is chanting "Hookhausen," and Danhausen uh, uh, acknowledges that. And he says, "Hey, can you be in my corner?" And then Danhausen offers his hand, and then uh, he taps Hook on the chest. He's like, "Come on, shake my hand." And and then Hook just shoves Danhausen to the floor. And then Danhausen uh, had had a bag of chips with a bow on it, mm-hmm. and he puts it there at at his feet. And then uh, he rolls out of the ring, and Hook, you could, Hook did a good job here. He did. He felt he felt pretty bad about that. He picks up the chips. He's like, "Oh man, I feel kind of bad," but he throws the chips down, and then he leaves. Yeah, it was a good. He's thinking. He's thinking. I don't deserve these chips after what I did to him. So of course, he's gonna. The crowd's gonna go nuts when Hook comes out to make the to help, I know. Danhausen, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is really good stuff. I like this.
4: Uh, after that, we had an FTR interview. Uh, Cash says, "Yeah, Dax won their t- match last week." He's going to win this week against Adam Cole. He's going to win the whole tournament. Dak says, it's well-documented the kind of people Adam Cole looks up to in this business. He's talking about Shawn Michaels. Uh, He says, obviously, the Hart family means a lot to me. He says, Adam Cole, tremendous professional wrestler. As a human being, I don't have an ounce of respect for him. What? He, He says, you know, the fans, they cheer me now. But they used to hate me and for good reason. I deserved it because I was a nasty bastard. Well, Adam Cole, I'm bringing the nasty bastard back for our match on Dynamite. He says, I need to win this tournament for myself, for my best friend, Cash Wheeler, for my family, and
3: for the Hart family. Yeah, he's not going to win that match. Uh, after that, we had Yuka Zakazaki versus uh, Riho. Now, this is for the Owen Foundation. Stuff, this was right? a qualifying match, yes. Yeah, this was a really, this is such a fun this match, was man. Tons this of kind fun. of stuff makes you want to get back into like stardom or get into stardom in the first place. Uh yeah, now this is tons of fun. Uh the finish saw uh a roll up here backwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh Riho gets the win on Yuka.
4: Yeah, that top rope flatliner that Yuka did was 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 awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was
3: awesome. That was yeah.
4: awesome. Uh then we got a Sean Spears promo. And he says, "Hey Wardlow, listen. You know, I've been your accountability buddy." Your mentor even somehow through that you've developed a sense of invulnerability but even superman has kryptonite he says you know me wardlow i do bad things for good reasons um he says i made you feel like a giant and since then you've put down every giant you're now the top big man in aew well here comes your kryptonite so he gets up and there's a chair behind him and on that chair says giant killer so who is it it's spears he's giant killer in his mind oh, he's, it's built, him. he's built this giant now it's his job he feels oh. like to take the giant oh down.
3: okay all right so because it's on a chair okay he's the giant killer yeah do you
4: think it'd be all kevin right. nash
3: well i was hoping obviously you know he's got all the stem cells running through his body now you know he's probably moving around like a 20 year old again no i don't know <laughs> I think be I thought, oh they're gonna bring somebody else in my mind is so focused on who are they gonna bring in? Oh, it's just him. Okay, well he's gonna lose. Yeah, of course he's gonna lose. Well, <laughs> I mean who are they? Br- we're gonna bring uh, in was gonna to lose too. Oh, I know, but you know, it's always fun when they bring somebody in. There's some same old dudes already there. Come on, man, we got this forbidden door open here. Yeah, have it be Taguchi or some shit. Oh wow, Taguchi, <laughs> has Taguchi been has Taguchi been slaying giants? In I don't New think Japan? so. You want you
4: want the funky weapon to take down Wardlow or, uh, or Yoshihashi. Give me a loose explosion, no. perhaps. <laughs> Wardlow has to face the loose explosion, huh?
3: Yeah, oh, Wardlow's going to win that one? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we had a Dan Lambert Men of the Year promo. We sort of talked about this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's just talking shit about his own hometown of Balmore. Uh, Page says we had a team meeting about the mixed tag match, but that's not going to happen. The mixed tag match is off. Then Frankie Kazarian comes down the ring. He's like, yeah, all this MPYP stuff. I want my title shot. And then uh, uh, Paige steps in. He says, you suck and SCU is dead. Sky says, whoa, hold on, man. Things are going to be different. I'm bringing respect to this title. Dan, that should not be around your waist. Put it in the trophy case. I'm going to be a fighting champion, a dominant champion. And with all due respect, oh, he already said that. And then he, uh, he says, Kaz, I gave you my word. Next week, you get your shot. Because Kazarian says, give me the shot. Give me my shot.
4: Uh, we got a quick little bit where Jungle Boy uh, shows up at commentary to attack Ricky Starks. Starks escapes up through the tunnel. Jungle Boy picks up that TNT title. He ain't winning that thing
3: on dynamite. No way. Man, you put that title down there, Jungle Boy. That is Taz's eBay freaking FTW title. That is not leaving Team Taz, man. Nope. Uh, Then we got the customary pre-main event interview. This time Jay Lethal
4: and uh Takeshta Takeshta. Takeshta. Takeshta uh early on. Uh Takeshta says, I respect Lethal, but I'm not afraid of him. And Sanjay Dutt's like, Oh, you're not afraid of, of me, you're not afraid of Singh. you're not afraid of Jay Lethal. And then uh Jay Lethal says, I'm gonna give you a reason to be very afraid. And that match was next. And it was really that fun. That match was rad, man. It was, it was I mean, it especially
3: was rad. That, that fucking uh the finish there. Oh, that was great. When Takeshta kicks out of uh, of the roll up and the kick out sended lethal towards the ropes and he just seamlessly hits a lethal injection oh, off that which already is an amazing move yeah I mean I, his handspring is like second to none dude yeah. because he's basically his hands are like still by his side while he's upside down and then he like does the hands real quick to do the, the, the actual hands yeah
4: swing. it was great that finish was awesome it's so much fun
3: yeah it was really cool so uh, lethal picks up the win there Dutt and and seeing get in the ring they take the boots to Takeshita, and the best friends come out to make the save. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, Takeshita, get away. Get away from them now. You know what? They're just going to, they lose Wheeler Yuta. They're going to try to sucker some other guy into their crap faction. Oh, no. Takeshita, run, run, son, run. Yeah. Get out of there. Yeah. Then Samoa Joe comes to the ring with a lead pipe. Security holds him back.
4: Yep. Uh, then we also had SmackDown on Friday. Uh,. You know, I really should have listened to what they told me as far as this the main event with Bloodline and, and Drew and RK Bro because they stood super tall to close the show.
3: They stood really tall. And and I was, like, sitting there, and I was like, here, here was my thing. Everything, I, I wanted to go as safe as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this was the kind of pay-per-view where it's like, you make one wrong move and all of a sudden you're walking a double or nothing down like five, six, seven points. Yeah, and,
4: and, and AEW shows, while their pay-per-views are usually pretty good, they're usually
3: also very predictable. They're fairly predictable. That's going to come down to like one or two matches. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, so yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go because I looked at like the betting odds. Uh, I, I did a little bit of research into like the past. But everything really said to me, Bloodline's winning, but everybody is saying that RK, Bro, and Drew are winning. But, so I'm just going to stick with that. But from a storyline perspective, it does
4: make sense for RK, Bro, and Drew to win because they win the match. Drew could say, give me title
3: shot now. It makes sense. That's something WB has done, you know? I know. I, it, it, but again, that's one of those things where you got to think, okay, what does is, what is our logic tell us? And what does WWE logic tell us? WWE logic is Bloodline doesn't lose. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. When Roman's involved, Roman doesn't lose. And that's the simplicity of WWE's that's booking. Why, so yeah, when people talk yeah. about money in the bank, when they talk about Cody or, or, or Edge or anybody winning one of those titles, like, okay, how are they going to do that? Unless it's Roman doesn't want the Raw title anymore, which would be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or, or management makes him give it up. Which would be a little less weird, but still kind of weird. How are they going to yeah. get those titles off Roman? Yeah, I know. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the situation. So, yeah, they had that face to face in the in the main event. Um, what was really weird to me, although kind of logically speaking, it makes some amount of sense, was Lacey Evans. She has spent weeks, weeks talking about her tortured life. And then they do this weird thing where the ring announcer says, Lacey Evans would like everybody to stand up to show their respect. And then Lacey Evans comes. I'm like, that's kind of a heel thing to do. That's kind of like a shitty thing to do if you're supposed to be, oh, my life. But then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, she's had like a really over the top shitty life. And maybe that's the result, which is a really terrible way to present her. Like, I don't know how to take this, man. What's yeah. going on
4: with this? Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, the, she had, what, the third or fourth of those promos she does. And then, yeah, the ring announcer makes a point of introducing her. And then she comes out and just, and comes to the ramp, poses a bit, goes and gives some some fans high fives. And then goes, stands on the guardrail
3: and poses. And that's it. Yeah. Like, no, that's Maggie it. has it right here in chat, a very succinct way of putting it. She literally ends every promo saying she's not better than anyone. But then she asks everybody to stand up and, and show her respect. Like, it's that's that's weird. to It's like they were like, hey, we're going to position you as an underdog face with a really great story, which she does have a great story of perseverance. Mm-hmm. But then at the last minute, they're like, hey, you know what? We're loaded with faces. We need a new heel. Yeah. Who knows? And you're going to go after Rhonda, who's a face. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what happened? They're like, oh, we didn't think about this. Charlotte's not going to have that title anymore. We need a bad guy, so you're going to be a bad guy here. But like, what kind of, what kind of wonky ass message is that? Yeah. Persevere through a crappy life. Say you're not better than anybody, and then act like you're better than everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't. That's get the it. weirdest shit, man. That's so not. It's so not thought through, and it's so misses the mark in a way that I don't think they realize. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like that's sending a terrible message, and you don't
4: realize it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, otherwise, it was your typical go home show with a lot of recap packages. I literally got mm-hmm. through this episode of SmackDown in fifty minutes.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty thin on on on, yeah. on stuff. So
4: it opened up with Aaliyah versus Charlotte. Charlotte had a bit of a promo, just talking a bunch of crap about uh, Ronda. Of course, she tells Aaliyah, "Hey, enjoy your fifteen seconds of fame and give everybody a preview. I'm gonna do to Ronda backlash." He says, I'm going to pretend you're Ronda right now. Banks sucker punches her, hits some ground and pound. This keeps yelling at Aaliyah to say, I quit. She doesn't. Uh, Ronda comes to ringside, pulls Charlotte out of the ring. They brawl a bunch ringside. We get the, the, the bit where the producers and refs come to break it up. They do Ronda and or Charlotte break free brawl again. This goes on and off. and Eventually, uh, Charlotte rolls out of the ring to escape Ronda. Uh, yeah. First match of the night, Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler uh fun bout saw uh, uh shana roll up sasha near the ropes and then uh, uh natalia is there holds down sasha's feet so she can't kick out mm-hmm. Shayna wins so natalia hits the ring her and, and Shayna are attacking sasha and naomi naomi's selling arm after mm-hmm. Shayna stomped on it and so natalia is holding up naomi as Shayna is about to stomp sasha's arm naomi though boots Shayna, and then her and sasha hit natalia with double eat defeat
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a really good match. You said that's supposed to be happening Friday, this Friday, isn't it? Right? This Friday, yeah. That's going to be
4: good. Yeah.
3: Uh, after that, we had an Usos interview. He said, The time for talking is done. Uh, is the riddle talks too much, anyways? As far as Randy Orton, we're Florida boys. Uh, snakes don't bother us. Uh, we're going to make some snakeskin Air Force Ones at Backlash. Damn, that's graphic. Uh, <laughs> then we had an Arcade Pro interview. And. Uh, Riddle says he's confused by the Usos. Orton says the Usos been yapping for weeks, but a backlash. They don't need to worry about what kind of shoes they're going to sport. They need to worry about the three most dangerous letters in sports entertainment. It's RK bro. Uh, uh, it's, it's RK bro.
4: Then we had happy talk with Happy Corbin. He's interrupted by Riddick Moss on the Tron, and uh, this was brutal. This was brutal. So uh, he says everybody came here uh, to hear me crack jokes, and he just proceeds to tell a bunch of like really. Bad but mean-spirited jokes about Barry Corbin. And Corbin says, all right, you feel safe in the back telling these jokes. You don't have the guts to come out here and say it to my face. And Moss just pretty much says, oh really? He comes to the ring, tells more jokes about Corbin. And Corbin does, He has to cover up his tattoo on his chest because Moss makes some joke about it. And he walks down, just walks out, Corbin does, of the ring, humiliated. Doesn't go after Moss. Doesn't try to punch him. Nothing. He just leaves utterly humiliated.
3: Man, I think we got it right last night. I think bum ass Corbin's coming. Seems I think I, th- I think come Vegas. He's going to lose everything, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be back to bum ass. That seems to be the case. Corbin. Look at this long
4: term yeah. storytelling. We got Drew Gulak versus
3: Valter. Valter beat the shit out of Drew Gulak. Here. There was nothing that Drew Gulak could do here. Uh, he just got annihilated. I don't know what's next for Drew Gulak. Besides, hopefully, some, you know, recovery time. Yeah.
4: Walter uh, destroyed him. Powerbomb. Win.
3: Yeah. We had a Shinsuke Nakamura interview after that. God, a lot of interviews. Yeah. Uh, just talks about the bloodline, putting the hurt to Boogs. Uh, then they try to hurt me. He says, one day, assuming the time is right, I'm going to get a piece of Roman, and I'll never forget it. And then he leaves, and you see Sami Zayn creeping around. Yep. Uh, Drew McIntyre has an interview after that. He says, today, the WWE Universe deserves a sneak peek for Sunday. He says uh, they deserve to see Roman get his head kicked off. Uh, I'm not sure if Drew would appreciate if there was like a poll that went up. Who do you prefer, Drew or Roman? Because I think people
4: really, really like Roman. They do. I mean, people like Drew, but I think they really, really like Roman. Then we got uh, Sheamus and Rich Holland versus the New Day in a tables match. This match was pretty fun.
3: Oh, this was fun. I like this. This Um, was good.
4: That bit where Kofi splashes Sheamus off the top and they go through the barricade. That was awesome. Oh, my God. I know. That was great. That was awesome. So uh, down towards the finish. Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise on Sheamus that puts him on the announce table. It Tells Woods, hey, go up top. Hit an elbow. Put him through the table. So Woods is going up, and then Butch comes out from under the ring, Pete Dunn, to make the save. There's a huge brawl that happens ringside. And then back in the ring, Sheamus and Ridge put uh, Xavier Woods through, the table, through a table with like a double choke slam, spine buster type deal. And afterwards, after they get the win, Butch starts attacking Xavier Woods.
3: You know, man... I know we we might not like it too much, but Butch is over. People love Butch. Pete Dunn's really damn good. He is damn good. After that, we had a Paul Heyman interview. Sammy steps up to Heyman. (laughs) Paul's being a scumbag with Kayla again. He's like, Kayla, are you hitting on me? And then Sammy steps up to Heyman, and Kayla just leaves. He's like, don't leave me with him. So he's, he's making the appeal to Paul. He's like, you know what? Nakamura was talking about the bloodline. He wants payback. You know, the bloodline is having such a busy night. So I'm going to handle this for you. Just let Roman know that I'm doing yeah. this. And Heyman's like, you know, Sammy, Roman appreciates you and uh, and respects you. And Sammy's like, okay, just make sure Roman knows that. Yes. And then uh, Sammy talks with Pierce, says, on behalf of myself and the bloodline, I want a match against Nakamura next week. And Pierce is like, oh, glad you asked. You can have that right now. Mm-hmm. And Sammy's like, what? I don't want it right now. He's like, oh, yeah, that's happening right now. We have that weird Lacey Evans bit. And then we get Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke and Nakamura. Again, these guys can't have a bad match with each other. Yep. Uh, but this one did end up with uh, a countout. So Sami hits a haluba kick uh, against the barricade on Nakamura on the outside, and then he beats uh, a ten count barely to win by countout because Nakamura can't make it in.
4: Yep. Uh, then we had our main event segment, which was RK Brew, RK Brew, RK Bro, and Drew. Uh, a bloodline face off. So RK bro and drew come out first and they do this bit. That's kind of funny about acknowledging various stuff. Uh, oh, this was funny. This yeah, was actually this pretty lot, funny. Yeah. The crowd was really into it. And, and mm-hmm. so they're, you know, uh, acknowledging various things. Uh, one of which is they acknowledge or let bygones be by con- bygones, let the past be the past. And so they move on to talking trash about bloodline and that kind of culminate culminates with drew saying, Hey,
3: we all acknowledge that Roman is the biggest piece of crap walking the earth. I like yeah when Riddle said, "I acknowledge that Randy Orton has the most muscular legs in the WWE." And Drew looked down at his legs and says, "Drew, yours are very thick and big, but Randy's has vast." Acknowledge,
4: acknowledge, 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 acknowledge. acknowledge. (laughs) So that brings the bloodline out. Uh, Roman's about to talk, and he just throws it aside. The mic. They get in the ring. Brawl breaks out. Uh, RK Bro gets the better of it. Uh, when they when they RKO the Usos and then Drew hits Roman with a claymore, so face to stand tall to end the show. Big
3: tall, yeah, it's right there. They were losing yep. a backlash. Yep. Well, everything and everything in retrospect, man. Yep. Everything exactly. Hindsight, exactly. Hindsight, et cetera, et cetera.
4: So I have a Raw preview in the notes here. However, they there's been nothing advertised for Raw here on uh, WB.com or their Twitter. No, they're still writing it. Give them time. They're still writing. It. Unless there's something they announced last week that I, I has, has slipped my mind, which is entirely possible. But there's it's no official preview mind.
3: up yet. All right, man. Let's uh, take a couple minutes here to answer some questions sure. from the friendos. Acknowledge, acknowledge. Acknowledge. Acknowledge these questions from the friendos. Well, these Monday shows are pretty, pretty thick, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they're they're vascular. Uh, Jason Lewis says, "What do you think happens to Team Taz if Hook were to turn face?" I think Team Taz would have to turn face too. Dude, they're they're already faces to me. Yeah, they can do no wrong for me. Oh, I agree. love Hobbs. I love Starks. I love yep. Taz. Yep. And I love Hook. Yep. They're all great. Uh, Maggie here says no
4: question just want to wish you all a great day happy Monday and Charlotte Flair is the goat okay bye
3: hope you're having a great Monday too Maggie thank you Uh, Patrick Sparks speaking of uh, Maggie and her love of the horsewomen B man Don Wagner Patrick Sparks says how would you book a Bailey returning she's gonna get a huge pop when she does therefore being a face but how do you book her as a heel you got to give her the honeymoon period of being a face have her be in the bank Oh, that's good. That's Oh, man. that's really good. That is really good. The thing is, like, you got to keep her away from Ronda for a while because people are just going to want to see Bailey cash in on Ronda. She's, know. you know, the money I in know. the bank guy. I know. Uh, the man turned, Says, Charlotte just
4: gave us one of the best one-liners in recent memory. What would be your one-liner you deliver before eventually
3: quitting? So Charlotte said, uh, happy Mother's Day. B, I think she said mm-hmm. to Rhonda. So you're in a situation. You're in a brutal match. Oh, you're about to for quit. Me it's Easy. Yeah. Okay.
4: You want me to quit? Not gonna happen. And guess what? I oh, quit wow. right
3: afterwards. And then you say, "I quit. I quit. I'm gonna go." I uh, remember that scene in Deadwood. It was after uh, the coward Jack McCall was uh, uh, acquitted on on the murder of uh, Wild Bill, mm-hmm. and he's at uh, Swearingen's bar. He's at the gym. And he's having a good time, and everybody's eyeballing him like he's the biggest piece of shit because it was, you know, it was uh, the the, the circumstances of the town, the politics set him free, basically. Mm But everybody everybody knows he got away with murder, and everybody loved Wild Bill. So everybody's eyeballing him. And Swearingen, the guy who uh, uh, masterminded his acquittal, but it doesn't feel good about it, but it was best for business. He comes up to Jack McCall, and he basically says, Jack, he says, there's a horse waiting for you out there. Before somebody or me gets the idea to kill you, you need to get out of here. And Jack McCall stands up, takes a shot, and says, I'm afraid of no man. And then he hightails it out of there. <laughs> what afraid. I would say. I'm afraid, of, I'm no afraid man. of no man. And then you tap out. I give up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Fear and loathing says go out like Stringer Bell. Do it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, Jeremiah Price so you go through Rawgate and are put into an uber athletic version of your 20 year old self's body what company would you want to start your wrestling career in knowing how 20 year old knowing how 20 year you thought 20 year old you oh.
3: thought what company would they choose I don't know that last part but uh, what company would you want to start your wrestling career oh in? man Young Lion oh wow Wow. Oh, man. Um, yeah, give me uh, the, the, the PC, man. Property of the Performance Center. Get to work with the greats, Shawn Michaels. Who else is there? Uh, Matt Bloom. <laughs> Matt Bloom. Is Norman Smiley yeah. still trading there? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Norman, Norman Smiley. Great. Yeah, and then I'd be like, hey, man, I'm 20 years old, super athletic. Send me to main roster tomorrow. Yeah. But what they don't know is, you got brain of 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 mid forties. I oh, so I'd already be an A promo. Mm-hmm. I'd be teaching promo class. I'd be like, "There you God go, damn it, pal! This guy's great." And I'm six feet. You know? Yeah. I don't <laughs> if they want me at the PC. I'm only four, five ten and a half. You know? I'm over the minimum height. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm at the minimum. I'm, I I'm so. at like the 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 floor of the minimum height. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay. Uh, white Brownie says, uh, uh ideally Lib is going to make the most sense to join both Finn and Jay and AJ to even the odds with Rhea joining judgment day, but let's say they want someone else to take that spot. Who would be your pick? Uh, They are loaded with heels over there. I know. They're loaded with heels. I mean, there's not a whole lot of
4: faces who are not in a story right now.
3: You know what? Have Rhea misstep a little bit. And like, I don't know, backstage, she like shoves Bianca or something. She's all like, oh, man, I got so much power. I just joined Edge's, you know, uh, uh, a self-help group. Uh, I want that title next. And Bianca's like, "Uh uh-uh. And so, you know, that ends up costing... Judgment Day, their first real loss. There you go. Uh, so Bianca,
4: Nikai asking our picks for the Joker to face Britt in the Owen tournament.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'll go with uh, Nixon Newell. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's the only name I can think of right that's now. That's good. That's good.
4: I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd pop huge if it, if it were Athena. I just don't know oh, if Britt's yeah. going to lose in the first round.
3: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Mack would be great.
4: And if, if Athena shows up, I, I, I would want her to, to if not win the, the tournament, at least go a long way. Uh, Greg Morris, powering three best feuds Roman has had during his reign. Number one, still Jey Uso.
3: I agree in with my that. mind.
4: Number two is probably Edge. I think the Edge Roman stuff actually, especially once post-WrestleMania, was really good.
3: I like the Kevin Owens stuff. Yeah, Kevin Owens was good. I uh, The Kevin Owens stuff was Daniel good. Daniel Bryan stuff was good. Yeah, Actually, it might good. be
4: Daniel Bryan, Edge, Roman. That Once Daniel Bryan was inserted of that feud, then it was actually pretty good.
3: He got pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I liked all that. That was good stuff. Hart the Dutchie, which PG-era startup do you think WWE dropped the ball on most? He throws out some names. Mike Knox, Tyler Rex, Kalen Croft. Wow, I don't even remember Kalen Croft. I do not remember that person. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, uh, what was that dude's name? He joined the New Nexus for Mason Ryder He had a really good look. Oh, Mason Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, he was probably a dog shit wrestler, if I recall. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't, he had a good look to him, anyways.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: PG era startup.
4: I mean, does Wade Barrett qualify?
3: <laughs> uh, I know he had some success, not. but
4: he could have been. War- he could have been. Unbelievable world champion, man.
3: Yeah, I think he did he did all right for he himself. He did do all right though. by himself, but he did all right for
4: himself. Uh
3: Wildcard says Croft was in the dude busters with Trent Beretta. Wow. All right. Okay.
4: Uh NJWP uh Reigns gets injured for an extended period of time and has to vacate the belts. Would you go with one champ still or split the belts and go with two champs and who would be your champ per champs? I'd go with two champs. Cody on Raw, Drew on SmackDown.
3: Uh yes, I would go with I would go with two champs. Uh that would, I don't know, it'd be kind of interesting if one of them raw dudes picked up both titles. That could be. That'd be kind of interesting. I wouldn't mind rolling on that with that for a little bit.
4: Uh Nick my hero, what is the best wrestling gif of all time other than Dick Togo uh mask gif, of course. For me it's oh, either, it's, it's Blue Demon's Hammer or it's
3: Kevin Nash when he gets out of the wheelchair. So I would go with that or I would go with either Nash or I'd go with Sting Mask. Yeah, that's good too. Sting mask under sting mask is good. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, uh, Joke, joke, joke asks, what are Steven Larson and Going and Raw like in other universes? If there really is a multiverse like some scientists theorize. Maybe, I don't know, like what are...
4: non-wrestling thing could we use the same or similar podcast uh, name for?
3: We're the movie guys. Oh, there you go. What's up, everybody? We're the movie guys. Going in
4: raw, but like raw footage, unedited yeah. footage.
3: Oh, that, oh, I like that. That's good, yeah. yeah, That's good. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for uh, our raw review, so be sure to catch us there. Twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson at noon, Pacific 3 Eastern, of course, right after that VOD on YouTube and in the audio realm. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Remember Larson zip it. I know for the end card till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
2: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,